1: Welcome back to Unqualified Minds. Yeah. I'm Jeffrey Keeble and with me is Eric Byers.
2: Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today?
1: Good, good. You know, a little nervous, a little nervous. It's the yeah. first episode. Same, so, same. Uh, just, you know, trying to trying to get away the jitters here that I have.
2: Still working through it. Thank you for everybody that listened to the teaser episode and knew we were coming out.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm just, like I said, just... My palms are sweaty, man.
2: You're that. You know what? I think that's excitement.
1: No, it is. We've been plan- we've been planning this for a while.
2: Or you're withdrawing from drugs, one of the two.
1: No, more nervous. Okay. Okay. More nervous. So,
2: I think we got a good episode today. Yeah, I'm excited about it.
1: So, w- what is our topic that we're talking about today?
2: So, the general topic is um, sobriety, um, drug use. I think we're going to take a, a little unique look at it and kind of flip it on its head here and take a look at it and say, you know, a lot of times you'll see people that are using drugs or alcohol and society as a whole will kind of judge those people as like their lifestyle, like the drug lifestyle. But nobody ever really kind of sticks up for that lifestyle or, can you know, combat sentences. and says is the sober lifestyle
1: the better lifestyle?
2: You only get one life to live, right?
1: No, exactly.
2: And I think some people could argue myself, you know, from an outside perspective, it looks like they're living their life a little more full maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, it all depends the way you look at it though. Like I said, you could either, they could be looking at you and being like, that's the life I want to live, but I have a heroin addiction. Exactly, I
2: do want to break that or whatever. And I'm looking at it like, well, I would
1: like a heroin addiction, I think. <laughs> but in studio, we have a PhD, well. Candidate. Candidate coming up, yeah. Donald Keeble. And we have a.
2: It's a master's.
1: Master's? Yep in history that's correct masters in history so we
2: got some scholars for guests today it's actually pretty exciting it's it's you know the first episode and we come in right away with the big guns
1: yeah well you didn't let me uh finish here but the masters in history stephanie schmidt welcome to the podcast guys
3: thanks how's it going
1: and if you couldn't hear from that voice she's a girl she yeah. identifies yeah. as a girl. That's if you couldn't tell from yeah. my
3: name, my name wasn't enough, then you, you, my voice definitely indicates a woman. It's twenty
2: nineteen. Maybe you want to tell you, tell how you identify as
4: a girl. Well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my, myself, myself, like for me, I'm I'm half Native American, half white, but I identify as full blood Indian.
1: Nice. Something <laughs> and uh Donald. Say, I want to speak into the microphone, and you like yourself. you like to say hello to the world? Yes.
5: Ah, bonjour, everybody. Mm. My name is Donald Keeble. Thanks for having me
1: here. Mm. Right. I love it. So, yeah, <laughs> just coming in a little, coming in a little hot here now. So we got to keep the ball rolling. Brother. Yeah, let's
2: keep it rolling. Let's. I think we usually like to jump in with a little bit of news see what's going on. Um This is open discussion, you know, the guests feel free to jump in with uh, your thoughts on what we're reading about. Usually just cover the headlines a little bit. This is local news, uh, so it'll be relevant when whenever you're listening to
1: the podcast. Local news or nationwide news? I mean, can like we... Is
3: it current events or yeah. is it local to Northern Wisconsin?
2: Did I say local? You did say local. I probably. apologize. It, it, is, it is national news. I think we're going to... Move around some, keep uh, hitting a couple more topics on the news here, and then we'll get into the the main topic here of the show. I mean, that, for somebody who frequents Walgreens, you know, this one's pretty interesting here. Walgreens closing 200 stores in the United States. That shocks me.
1: But again, is is that because of our economy? Is that because of the, uh, See, what do you want to call it, the trades?
2: Yeah, I don't read the full article because I don't want to be truly informed. I just, yeah. I just like to go off the headlines. <laughs> I, I find I find uh, true, like, informative information
5: to be ignorant.
2: <laughs>
6: mm. uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But if we
5: want to be non ignorant, then and not read the article, I am also disappointed about Walgreens shoot uh, shutting down two hundred stores. Yeah. I mean, well.
2: But well, we also have to ask ourselves, if they weren't on every other block in some cities, directly across the street from each other, <laughs> maybe they wouldn't close. It, maybe they wouldn't be closing two hundred
5: stores.
3: Right. It's basic supply and demand, right?
5: Yeah. But one's open twenty four hours, another one ain't. Got oh, two, choices. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. I, I know what one's got Pepsi. One, one's got Coke. Exactly. That's <laughs> why I'm disappointed. What am I uh, going to do around eleven yo, o'clock at night when I need some? Well, let's see. What it, or something like
2: that. Let's dive a little bit deep here. It says Walgreens boasts. Uh, plans to close 200 stores and expects to record related pre-tax charges of between $1.9 billion and $2.4 billion. Uh, said it would close 200 stores in the United Kingdom. Oh. Oh, so. oh, well, see here, thank they suckered God. us in with the hot. And, out, and it turns out it doesn't even matter. No. the st- Brits I over st- there. Who cares what chances. they're doing? <laughs> All right, this is the tea and crumpet yeah, Walgreens, yeah. not the cracker and soda Walgreens yeah. from America. And we can move on. Uh, Kardashian, no thank you. State has some more hard hitting topics.
1: Hey, any any new tech one? coming out? Oh Mr. yeah, Sam, man? Samsung's yeah.
5: having their uh, uh, announcement tomorrow with all their new phones and technology that they're coming out right before Apple will technology.
1: So uh, sure. so Wednesday, August seventh. Yep,
5: Samsung announces all their new phones, even though most of their specs are already out on the internet.
3: Does that include the one that like flips open and it's like a screen on both sides, like the tablet phone thing? I
5: think they're all going to talk about all the different yeah. their laptops, their tablets, their yeah, phones.
2: That flip, that foldable phone was supposed to launch earlier this year, and that uh, it uh, didn't make it to market. There's a, the huge costs and some other stuff they said that kept it from getting there
5: and breaking. Yeah, and, and, and it was a generalized piece of shit. That that uh, that didn't help.
2: Uh, let's see here. Apple exciting new iPhone features are on the way. Sure. Apple's research and development team spends uh, hits and all time high, so they're spending a lot of money in the R and D department over there at Apple. I think that's good, though. You know, it's like Samsung. Google, all these other companies driving that tech. That's what. That's why the tech race goes so fast, you know? You got mm-hmm. multiple big companies with big wallets all kind of battling for a little piece of
5: that buy. I don't know if I'm saying uh, the name of that company right, but I know Apple should be lucky that uh, Hawaii? Hawali? Hawali. Um, I think it's Hawali. Uh, company is banned from the United States because they got some sick-ass phones. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've seen their stuff. That's are they banned?
5: Yep. They're
2: uh, not. I, is that new?
5: No, it's oh. not new.
2: But I, I wasn't aware of that. That's the Chinese company. Yeah.
5: yeah. Because they believe that they are spying. Oh yeah, they definitely are. Well, so is Apple and every other god dang thing. You'll have that. Yeah. What is this here?
2: Ooh, Nazi. Porsche <laughs> would the twenty million dollar <laughs> Nazi Porsche. That may not be a Porsche at all. 20 million Nazi Porsche. That's a lot. That's a lot of money for a single car.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look too, uh, too, uh, it's yeah, not very cool fly. looking either, no, right? No, no, no.
3: Well, it looks like it says it was built in 1939, and it's to go to auction for a minimum oh, of
1: $20, oh. $20 million. So, so this is what happens when we don't read up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, So it out. doesn't look like a modern car because yeah. it's, it's, it's well, not. Well,
2: that's that's why it's the Nazi Porsche because it was built in 1939. It so it's going to be the most controversial vehicle to go to auction in years.
1: 24 I mean, mil, though. It's not bad. Or 21. 21.5 million
5: That'd be interesting, though.
1: Yeah, but just because it has the word Nazi in it doesn't mean it's bad.
5: We should put it and put it down here in the lounge, man. <laughs> we were just talking about putting items on here for
1: <laughs> for topics, for to, talk topics about? to talk about.
5: <laughs> We'd always go to the Nazi car if we don't run out of stuff.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, moving... Moving on. on 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 with the show. So our main topic is so, sobriety glorified. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's a good question, right?
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is. It, you know, is it glorified? You know, is being sober better than being a drunk?
2: And I think, uh, you know, I, I know the guests that are in the room. I know a little bit about the background of everybody that's sitting around the table with me. And I... Because I am sober and always have been, I have a clear recall of my past. So I know about, uh, you know, I think we're pretty diverse here on the topic. You know, we have uh, somebody that's always been sober. We have some people that are uh, what would be listed in society as, you know, recreational users.
1: As far as alcohol? Yeah, well. Oh, well okay. <laughs> can we can we just can, can we agree that we could just classify
2: alcohol and drugs as just drugs because alcohol is a drug and yet because Is it this, so?
5: Yes. It is. The technical definition of a drug, alcohol fits that fits in that. Because it's
3: something that like impairs your mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
5: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's just to what degree, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, they're legalizing marijuana. So that's
1: like, say, take two pills, but instead I take four. Yeah. And if I, they say, you know, not drink, two drinks, but I drink 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a Why drug? D-
5: why did you with pills go from two to four? But when I went to drinking, and I went two to ten.
1: Well, I, I know, <laughs> I, know my my I know my <laughs> limit. I know my limit. <laughs> <laughs> I know my limit. I know my limit. It's four pills.
2: Ten drinks. Yeah, yeah. I won't I won't go. If they're over going more. together, I cut yeah. them both in yeah. half. Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, yeah. I mean, I think for me, you know, I'm not a user, but you know, I I I don't really like, you know, put down others that are, you know, using recreationally, overusing, you know, and that's part of the question
5: too. What's your word for putting down? Putting down? Uh, Like you don't talk
1: bad about them or you don't?
5: Yeah. Like
6: I don't, I'm not
2: necessarily like shunning them from my life, you know, like you see, you know, you'll, oh, well. You oh, know, cause that's my, done. that's my aunt Kathy. So I don't, we don't talk to her cause she's a drunk or we don't talk to her cause she, you know, is always doing meth.
1: Yeah.
2: And she's annoying now.
1: <laughs> you
2: know, so stuff like that. I, I don't really, you know, it's like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, I, I'm not going to, you know, stop talking to you because you're doing drugs. If they drugs make you sickening to be around, I'll stop talking to you. You know, but if you're the same person still, or even a better person, that's fine with me. You know, if you're more entertaining to me, that's fine. There's <laughs> been, yeah, I've, I've stayed around people I know were drunk just because they were funny at the moment, you know, and I got to laugh at them. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not like, I'm not out on my social media, you know. These Shaming. drug addicts and you <laughs> oh. know, we gotta stop the support programs for people that use them, whatever. You know, I don't I don't have the time for that. You know, plus I haven't started my drug use
5: yet. Maybe I'm coming maybe I'm down <laughs> maybe, the road. I don't yeah, wanna put maybe. them down now when I'm coming down the pike later on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a good idea, Eric. Not for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I'd be really good at it, though. Yes, I think you'd be too good at it. Well, I think you might be joining me in some see, rooms the, that I go <laughs> to. <love> see, <laughs> that, see, that's the question. That's the question,
2: yeah. brother. Like yeah. that's the topic here. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, is there such like? Is
1: that wrong though?
2: You for know, what? for people
1: is know? it is it wrong for people to to drink? Is it wrong for people to have fun being? I guess, drunks, if you will. Yeah. And and are we, I guess, as sober people, they um, have been sober for nine months, um, before that was seven years. So is it, is it right for us to judge the person across the room getting drunk and being like, well, that guy's just a sloppy drunk? Or do we go into their shoes and say, damn, he's having the time of his life right now. And I'm over here just being all salty. Exactly.
2: Yeah, that's the question.
5: I think that's just the individual on how we all perceive stuff and what we actually know about the person.
2: So, but do you? But, th- so, you think it's our individual call, like we decide it for ourselves? You, I make the decision if, like, I Eric am comfortable like doing drugs and do drugs.
5: Do them. I mean, that's the only way you're gonna find out, right? Interesting. You know that—that's my point about stuff. I'm never gonna try to stop anybody from drinking. Okay, okay. Yeah. What do you got
2: on you? What are you packing? I
5: ain't packing shit.
2: Let's get this going. Uh, no,
5: <laughs> you <laughs> asked me <laughs> like a lot of years ago. I would have hooked you up. Shit. So
2: it was, you know. So you know, talk about that for a second, if you don't mind. You know, share with us, like, you know, what your mindset is today. You know how how where your mindset was, you know, in the past, and how that made you feel. And which one of those lives, you know, like, you know, you know, you saw as more fun, if you will, not necessarily better for you, but fun.
5: Um, well, this is where it comes back to the individual. What is fun for the individual? You know, for me, like hanging out with my nephew, that's fun. You know, hanging out with my family, that's fun. You know, me riding my motorcycle, that's fun. Um, but. You compare to when I used to drink and use drugs. Um, I thought that was fun too, but at the same time, like we've mentioned earlier, is that I was using that stuff to mask stuff. I was running away from stuff. Okay, so it was my way to have fun because I didn't know how to actually have fun without using or getting, you, you know, drunk or high. You know, I didn't know what it was either at the time. I was clueless on what even sobriety meant. I thought it would be, honestly, I'd be like these, because when I thought of sober people, I thought of old people that just sat around. I didn't know young people got sober. I thought everybody got drunk. You know, meeting somebody like you, unheard of for me. Well, I'm a unique individual. I think that, be that
3: that's true for most people that meet Eric though, because I only have met one other person that has never like had a full drink in their life. And the first time I met Eric, I was I said, Oh yeah, like
2: Oh, here's somebody. We who's could go we could go grab a drink
3: <laughs> or we could we could have a conversation and go have a cocktail. And he was like, Oh yeah, sure. And when um when we all were ordering beverages, um he ordered a Pepsi. And I was like, oh, too early for you to start drinking. And he was like, I don't drink. And I was just completely blown away. And I mean, at the time, um, I was out of my undergraduate program. And um, that was when I probably drank. The heaviest was uh, junior and senior year of undergraduate. um, Because I was was newly 21, 22. And then when I got into grad school, I reeled it in a little bit. But it was still, it was insane to me because, I mean, Everybody who I was with was constantly drinking or doing drugs or whatever, um, and it was it was weird for me at first because people who were sober or people who um, had a drinking problem and and quit or whatever they always a lot of times I shouldn't say always but they have this holier than thou persona or people who don't don't drink don't do drugs they're like oh you're so awful for doing drugs, shame on you for doing drugs, shame on you for drinking, you know, and, and you feel, you feel judged. And so, I don't know, just to kind of hark back to that earlier question of is being sober better? Um, Probably like from a health perspective, it's definitely better, but it also can kind of make you kind of an asshole.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Look, thankfully for me, I was already an asshole from birth, so it didn't turn me, like my sobriety didn't make me an asshole. I was already that way. So yay me for staying true to myself. Uh, but you know, it's like, sure. Could it be better for you health wise? You know, I think a lot of health experts, you know, if we had any like true health experts at the table, I'm sure they would say, of course. Right. Like I think the science is pretty clear on doing math every day. Right. Probably not great for you. Mm-hmm. Regardless of like The overdosing Just in general The toll it would take On your body Yeah
3: Right the weight gain The diabetes Like increases your chance Of getting diabetes Increases your chance Of liver disease All the All the different things and That can happen
5: And then The nervous system stuff That it does The health and mental issues mm-hmm. Because the alcohol Is a depressant So You know As you're saying You watch these people Having fun in the bar But the science says At the same time When well, they're, they're consuming killing, They're yeah they're con- killing themselves at the same time and, and all their neurons and everything they're shooting. They're just getting depressed at the same time. Yeah. You know what
2: the, you know, a lot of that science is, you know, I know, I know what a lot of the science says too about like what, you know, what, like a drug use specifically, you know, even and alcohol, um, you know, one in the same, what that does to your like brain set too. And like, you know, the cognitive function that you have and like how smart you are but i know a lot of people that are you know drug addicts and mm-hmm. alcoholics that are still smarter than me and i'm just like man but i you know that it's like <laughs> what, what it's crazy like is that even like i'm like a, you know maybe it, maybe it's got to be a, a gun a, you know done against the masses you yeah. know like the average mm-hmm. person or whatever but mm-hmm. it's like i know a lot of people that are just still crazy intelligent and it doesn't slow them down at all you know and then I, you know stephanie to your point about like senior year or undergrad you know you're hitting it hard you know everybody around you is doing it you know that you know it's it sounds like there might be some of it you know you just you know kind of fold into your environment but you know for me i'm thinking i look at that then i hear that story and i think well you did it you lived it you probably have a bunch of great stories about nights that involved some type of uh, mind-altering thing. And I don't have that. You know, I mean, you know, I have none of those stories. Could I tell you interesting stories from the same time frame? From uh, Yeah. But...
1: You can't. You can't go to. You can't well, see not, your stories where you're like, yeah, I did this. And they're this probably and not going to be as wild
2: and not as entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it's and then from there, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then I woke up and there's just <laughs> a shovel and a bag of lye and blood everywhere, <laughs> and I just walked home because I only had one shoe and no car keys. So you know, it's like I would like a story like that. I think. <laughs>
1: No, because then it comes, <laughs> then it comes the hot. Yeah, almost. <laughs> that, that's what we're
5: talking about. Then that's glorifying it. I can tell you stories for days about all this, you know, awesome stuff I did while I was drinking and. You you know, I can tell you about the time I jumped my car in Mo Lake and we almost crashed. I can tell you about the time I threw a midget through my window. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. I can tell you about my trips down to Chicago, coming back, don't remember half of them, you know.
2: And you're here, though. That's my point. Like, you're fine. You're sober now. So you got to live all that life, quote, unquote, life, if you will. And yet now you're on your way, you know. In- but
5: do you know how many people aren't here that I've shared this journey with also at the same time? You know, that's the thing. That's why when I'm sober now, I'm very grateful because I look at all my family that I've buried because of alcoholism alcoholism, and drugs. You know, you know why me? Why did I sober up? Mm-hmm. You know, why not them? You, you know, a lot of times I've gotten lucky making one good choice in my life. You, you know, it's been like, no, I'm not going to go out that night. And then next thing I know, you know, a couple of my cousins get in a car crash. And then uh, one of them passes away. If I chose that night to actually get out of my window and get in that car, I would have been in that car that night. You, you know, so it's like, why me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So like for somebody, there are people that can casually drink and be okay. Mm-hmm. you know and that's awesome i you know i'm jealous of them because i know me i can't
6: mm-hmm.
5: i can't stop once i pick up and for me to be able to sit here and say that i i haven't touched a drink or a drug in over 12 years
6: mm-hmm.
5: when there's a point in my life where i was like i'm gonna die this is how i'm gonna die and i'm okay with that mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it, I mean, if this was like a, you know, if this was the Mari Povich show and you're on there and you stand <laughs> and you just say that same comment, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't touched a drug or alcohol in 12 years. Boom. Audience claps. They probably even give you a standing ovation. You know how impressive. But then that's the clap, right? Yeah. You know, that's the question. It's like why are we clapping on that? You know, where I'm here saying, you know, what if you're, you know, we get you before that, you know, we roll the clock back 15 years and you're like, I've been drunk every day for the past three,
1: three years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lone ranger in the audience. Like,
2: woo, let's get that guy. Yeah. Get him a drink on me. You know, like, Cause there's that like one life to live mentality.
5: Yeah. You know, and it's your life to choose. It's it's my, your life is for your life. I think a lot of thing where you're talking about the whole, the clapping thing is if you honestly look at what's going on in our community right now, just in our community, not even looking outside of our community and all the issues we have with drugs and alcohol throughout, uh, United States. You know, it's it's an epidemic.
3: Well, and kind of on that subject, too, like if you're if we're going to classify alcoholism and addiction as a disease, you would get the same clap for having overcome about with cancer or having overcome um, or having a manageable case of lupus or another disease that um, that's life threatening, you know, like, I mean, you would get that same clap, like, Oh, I just had my last chemo treatment and you'd stand up and clap, clap, Mm -hmm. clap. So, I mean, if we're going to categorize, if we're going to categorize, because I mean, some people consider it a disease, some people don't. So, I mean, if we're, if we're considering it a disease, just addiction in general, then, then I think that that's probably why it's glorified. You know, it's, it's a triumph. It's something that you overcome, but then we could spin it and look at Eric's scenario why does Eric get, like, it's probably pretty lonely, like, being him, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've yeah. never drank, I've yeah. never had this experience, and I don't get the clap, because I didn't. <laughs> <don't
5: get laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> had <laughs> it in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and, we got like, the coach behind us to prove it.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, it's, I mean... He's he's never drank. he's never had those experiences yeah did not I
2: never overcame right right you like, never overcame yeah. anything to, to get the so applause. it's not good for you, you have instead to, you have to first bend some kind of you right know, impaired somehow right
3: so you don't get the applause instead you get looked at as like a freak of nature like that you didn't cross some kind of like rite of passage that like you didn't that you didn't um have a milestone in your life you know like it's so it, it's a really strange kind of um situation where being sober on what condition but makes
1: that, you glorified but now. that's the culture that we live in today though you know throughout high school even in high school you know if you didn't drink you weren't cool mm-hmm. you know if you
2: this guy that that's you know that's yeah, part, he's, part he's, of what's feeling my argument today Exactly. It's like, so, should i have been drinking with everybody else would my experiences have been the same you know what i've met Different girls, you know, would I have had different friends? Would you, know? you even be here? What? There you go. Yeah,
1: yeah. but what, I, what, I normally don't erase myself yeah. when I'm in the, my hypotheticals. <laughs>
2: but typically, no, I but mean, you think about all point.
5: that how one those choices can alter somebody's life so drastically. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody like I, I know people that can have a drink, have a couple drinks, put it down, they're fine.
1: That's me yeah. And, that's and me. I'm
5: the type of person That'll look at I'm like There goes like it Three really bucks right weird. there That they're wasting And I'll say I'm gonna drink that for you Because that's not gonna go to waste mm-hmm. Hell yeah That's my mindset You cheap know we're, we're, <laughs> we're Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And cheaper I'm <from>. getting <laughs> a half a drink <laughs> For free you know But at the same uh, time You know I respect people That, that could do it. I'm jealous of them But I know for myself And I only speak on myself On what I know drugs and alcohol Did to me hmm mm-hmm. You know, and I do look up to you a lot because you did withstand tall, a, that peer pressure man. from, from <laughs> high school. Yeah, I mean, no, seriously, I wasn't strong enough or whatever you want to call it or whatever it was to say no to my friends because I wanted to fit in so bad that I did whatever I needed yep. to do. And I did it, you, you know, like I said, I could be. That hard nosed gangster kid, I can go drink with the preppy kids, and that preppy, mm-hmm. I can you, you know hang with the emo kids and be emo with them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I was such a great a yeah. bee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I can hang with you guys and just be depressed. Yeah, yeah I'll hey, it's like take my hair over my eye. <laughs> you know, seriously though, you know, I can I had all these masks growing up that I can be whoever you, you wanted me to be. Well, and, mm-hmm. that's and if the I way... met you, I could be sober too and act like I was sober, but then I'd mm-hmm. most likely be out after hours <laughs> yeah. after yeah. I get done hanging out with you. Yeah. But yeah. yeah,
3: I think a lot of those experiences like from high school and like fitting in and like feeling the need to drink um, in order to be part of like a social group I think a lot of that kind of translates into college too. Because I mean, if you weren't, if you're a 21, 22 year old girl and you're not out. Letting people do body shots off you, then you're not sexy. If you're not drinking, then you might as well be doing LARPing with the geeks out in the field, like dressing in capes and like carrying swords around campus. So, like, I mean, if you're not out at the bars, you're a straight up live action role play person, Yeah, Yeah.
2: I would say live for those that aren't cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. For those who don't know what LARPing is, so right, like I mean, you're
3: and like I, I was in a unique position in in my undergraduate degree because I was I was a tutor. So I was like a respected member of the campus, yet I never missed dollar bottles at Partners or I never I never missed going out to the clubs. I never missed going to Milwaukee with my friends and just like getting hog wild, and going home with a bouncer that asked me to marry him for a cough drop. Like there is some serious shit that went on. Um, but I think I would have rather been all of those things I just said than be like a LARPing loser, quote unquote. Yeah,
1: yeah, but that's what well, society But
3: you I Think
2: about one of the things she said, too, like you know, dollar bottles. Like, on that night, it's fiscally irresponsible to drink soda over beer.
1: Well, soda's <laughs> free if you're a DD. Well, FYI.
2: <laughs> most of the time, I should start announcing that because I've spent <laughs> hundreds of dollars on soda in the bar to oh, just dude, hang out yeah, with I, my friends.
1: Yeah, that's basically what I do when I go to the bar now.
2: I'm like, hey, I'm their DD. Or... or my night's even more expensive because I'm just drinking like Red Bull or something at yeah. $4 a can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> eight ounce, eight <laughs> ounce can. <laughs> I, 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 trying to hang out. you know, I'm Trying oh, to man. hang.
3: Well, for sure. I mean, like when I was through several years, undergrad and graduate school, I worked at Applebee's. And at Applebee's, they have dollar ninety nine Long Island. A soda mm. at Applebee's is $2.29. So it's literally cheaper to drink a beverage with five shots in it than it is to drink a Pepsi. You know, so like, I mean, of course, of course the college kids are going to do it. One, they're on a budget. Mm -hmm. And two, their whole intent of going out is to get drunk, you know, like, so it's just alcohol is accessible and it's, and it's relatively cheap, you know? You
2: you know, I think it's like from a society perspective, one of the biggest questions I usually ask myself is if I had grown up in a different environment or, you know, up to and including a whole different state, you know, where Mm -hmm. I'm from Wisconsin, um, widely known for, you know, alcohol abuse, would I be a casual drinker if I grew up in, say, Rhode Island? I and mean, I'm not really sure how much they drink in Rhode Island, <laughs> but I haven't heard yeah. them to be drunk. Or like so. if you grew up in Napa Valley <laughs> yeah. or exactly. somewhere with yeah. that kind
3: of like upper echelon, yep. suave, yeah. wine culture. Yeah, so maybe yeah.
2: I'm having a glass of wine or a beer, or a craft be- couple of craft beers, uh, you know, a random night or whatever, but I'm not an alcoholic, you know, and there's no, you know, there's no worry. You know, I mean, a lot of the people I know that currently drink, most of them are not like, you know, I'm going to have a drink because, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a wine connoisseur and, you know, I, you know, I'm going to try to taste the different flavors in this (laughs) year or this is just like, you know, I've definitely had plenty of conversations that were like, you know what do you mean you don't want to get blackout drunk what do you mean you want to remember this night you know it's <laughs> like why why am i going to drink and then you know stop when i'm like starting to get intoxicated they just keep you know you just keep going they can't stop yeah i mean but i think you know in their mindset is why would they want to mm-hmm. you know you know i've been to other states where you know people drink a little bit more what society would call casually And a lot of people are drinking. There's a lot of um, alcohol sales still, but it's for like two and three and, you know, max four for the evening. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of alcohol sales where I'm from that are like 12 to 15 a person for an evening, Mm -hmm. you know, or drinking is so expensive, I need to guide Larger amounts of alcohol (laughs) at like a liquor store or bar ahead of time, drink at home pre game because that's now that's just being fiscally responsible. It's like (laughs) this the amount of I want to drink that night would be hundreds of dollars. So I'll drink 30 bucks worth Mm -hmm. before I go out, and then I'll drink you know 50 out at the bar, and I'll be very intoxicated by the time I'm done with my 50 versus just going to the I mean. Maybe that's, you know, the society part of that has just got us all messed up.
5: Yeah, I think that, um you, you know, <clears throat> hence the pool table conversation we had, you, you know, earlier about why I bought my pool table. I thought it would keep me from drinking and driving and carrying drugs. Like I told you, all it did was help me pregame before the bar, go to the bar, and then come back from the bar and have a place to go continue to drink. You know, so it was like, it it was, it didn't work for me, but I also think like, uh, you know, for me, like people, like if I'm going to go out and drink, I'm going to get drunk because Mm -hmm. I have a personality. I have this addictive personality where if I'm going to put 10 bucks towards, towards something, I'm just going to go all in because if I don't get drunk and I only spend 10 bucks and come back from the bar, that's a waste of 10 bucks for me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'd rather throw a hundred bucks and make sure I it, it was a good investment and I got something out of it. Right. It's like yep. buying
3: the fast passes at Disney World. Yeah. You know, you spend the extra seventy five dollars <laughs> so you can go on as many rides as you want yeah. <clears throat> instead of spending only a hundred dollars and only getting to go on two rides, then you feel your whole Disney experience was screwed up and you feel cheated after you're done. No, I get that. I like I am on this like I am in the in the group that has a couple and then goes to sleep. I'm not saying like, I mean, obviously from my stories from earlier, I'm not saying that I've never been trash and I've never just kept drinking when I definitely should not have, but now I'm definitely more of a casual drinker having a couple. And actually I've only had one in the past two months or so. So, I mean, it's been pretty, pretty good. Um, but like in the, but so but the question would then be, be question
2: that would then the question would be and how was those last two months compared to before that where you would have obviously had more than one
3: i don't miss it um like i guess that i mean really no change you know i mean like i do have fun when i drink well. with my friends but i I also have fun doing other stuff, going out on the lake and hanging going out with my auctions. family, going to <laughs> auctions. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's been like no so, noticeable change. I
2: mean, I mean, so that, you know, an easy argument to make. I think it'd be a hard argument to be like, you know what, the drug addict or the alcoholic is the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I think there would be an easy argument. And I'm not even living this lifestyle, but I could definitely make an argument that would sit, say, the casual drinker mm-hmm. and or casual drug user is living the best
1: life out of all of them.
3: I would probably agree with that, too. Um,
1: well, the best of both worlds. So. Right. They're not they're not judged by
3: one camp, but <laughs> yeah. they're not but they're not lumped into the other camp of the of the degenerates either. You
2: yeah. know, well, if if you know take the you know, take take the the ex-drug addict or the ex-alcoholic. Right people that were down that road and now are not if we ignore the fact of like the uncertainty of the the death that could have been caused couldn't you also argue that like those people had it better as well like you got to live all that life doing all those things and then you know find your way back you know you know i don't say that you know to offend anybody that you know had gone through that experience you know like yourselves you know in the room but for me i look at it i'm like well that's it's just a little like that's
1: the car jump i never took yeah that's it's, the midget throwing through the window yeah, i never got exactly to <laughs> i mean i still did that yeah. sober but yeah. it was just
2: a little less funny than everybody else that was drunk in the room yeah like, it might not even <laughs> been that funny it was yeah. just
5: my perception when i was all tore up you, yeah. you know
2: Let's well. One thing we can all agree on is small people flying through the air is funny. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same
5: time, I think um, I think where a lot of your your stuff's coming from, Eric, is that most of the people that your close friends right now that you hang out with all were alcoholics or drug addicts at one time. So you only have their perception of well, I do. They had this life, and then. they're sober whereas if you take uh stephanie's story there are casual drinkers out there Mm -hmm. you you know Mm -hmm. they really are they're out there there's a ton of them i know even like a lot of hard drinkers that all of a sudden just it's over Mm -hmm. you know i'm done and there's probably it's it's not a big deal you know it's not a big deal if they stop or if they continue right for me there was so one thing that a lot of people don't talk about, like I can talk about all that stuff, but a lot of people don't know what the emotional torment I was going through, the spiritual torment I was going through, the physical torment I was going through, and, uh, and what I put other people through. I can talk about all the fun times, you know, but what I don't talk about a lot with a lot of people is what I did tell other people. You Mm -hmm. know, and then if I talked a lot more about that kind of stuff, would it look as appealing? That's a good point. Mm -hmm. You know, if I told you that, you know, I stole money from my grandma so I can get high. You know, you know, I would choose my drinking and alcoholism over my own family to do that.
2: But would it be worse if I told you I stole money from your grandma as well and I didn't even get high?
5: (laughs) 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 See, that's
6: a funny story. (laughs) That's a funny story.
1: Who's (laughs) the real monster? (laughs) Yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) All right, you stole from
2: my grandma and you don't even have a good reason?
5: (laughs) I mean, my reason isn't good either.
2: Well, that's not good, but a lot of times, you know, and I don't say this with any offense, but a lot of times, like, you know, it's like people in that mode that were living that lifestyle you know, you know, when you repent or whatever word you want to use, you know, you make those apologies, right? And, you know, I'm familiar with like a step-based program and all step-based programs have an amends section. So when you make those amends, uh, you know, with those people that you've wronged, you know, it's like, you know, isn't there a part of you like, like got to do that anyway and then got the forgiveness if you did get the forgiveness, which a lot of times... You know, you are because it's close family and they're a little bit more lenient than, you know, if there would have been girlfriends along the way. You know, I don't know if you told your grandma if you
5: no, like, like for like example, like with my grandma, like when I sobered up, she was already passed on. Okay, so like for me, you know, you know, for like four years, like I donated money to a to a, a organization that I knew that she would she would She would support. Yep. So that was my, like, amends to her. since Because okay. I couldn't make it physically to her. And then that's what I would do. Some people didn't take my amends, you know, but I, I don't think of it too much as making amends or asking for forgiveness because I'm going in there and asking them how I can make things right.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, it's not just say, hey, bro, you, you know, I stole money from you. We good? Mm-hmm. I'm going in there like... <laughs> You know, like, hey, I'm sober, and I'm good, and I, I'm changing my life and everything. Now yeah. I'm going in there like, what can I do to make it right with us? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and sometimes that person will be like, there's nothing you can do to make it right with me. And I got to, it's all right. You know, it's something I got to live with now. Okay. But I made that attempt, you know.
2: Yeah, I just, I mean, for me, like, when I say, like, jealousy, and when I look at look at some of these scenarios, like, it's like, you know, there's there's definitely been mistakes in my life that I would have welcomed a crutch like drugs or alcohol. Yeah. You know, to be like, you know, it's like you know you you stole from your you know you shared that experience with your grandma. Uh, uh, please, please, if I had anything to blame on, so if you to believe some of the stuff I've done, Stone Cold sober, you'd look at me like I'm just Adolf just awful (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's just like yeah i'm not even i'm not brave enough to even go out on a limb to share some of them right now because (laughs) i've already identified as the sober one so if i could have been like you know what you know it's the methamphetamines you know that's why that's why i did it
5: i i've done some stuff sober that i and i've apologized for you know, it's it's a lot more difficult, but that's who I am as a person now. That's who I want to be as a person. It is diff- more difficult. Though, it is. Right? It is. So, yeah. Because you
2: thought like, it's like you, you know when you're you know, when you have that substance or that that thing, you kind of like lean on that as the not so much
5: excuse. But it but it is. It's kind of like what your glorifying thing is about. It's not,
3: Yeah, it's not necessarily an excuse. It just kind of, like, absolves you of your responsibility. Yeah, so you know? if you like, go
1: to the bar and all of a sudden you have a wife or girlfriend at home and you're like, well, no, I'm just going to go with this girl to home. And then you go home and tell your wife or your wife or girlfriend finds out and all of a sudden you're just like, I was drunk, honey. Yeah,
2: and you've, hear, you've heard that story a lot, <laughs> exactly. right? And I've yeah. heard that story and I was yeah. like, well, I could have, I mean, I've been young before. I could have used that story. But that the catches change.
5: That's the big catch when you go in and you're honestly and asking somebody like, Hey, how can I make this right again? It's about like, what am I going to do after that to change that behavior? You know, because when I used, when I was out there, I used to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, my bad, my bad. And even today I still say that, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my bad. But if I get around the right people that call me out on my shit, you know, they're going to say, what are you going to do to quit saying sorry to me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know that's what it's about is that what are you going to do to change for the better not just for you but for the people around you also you know i can continue to hurt people and sober drunk whatever and be okay with it but who am i comfortable with at the end of the day
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, same here i mean i can hurt people totally sober i mean it's pretty easy because i'm not them
5: yeah yeah but don't get me wrong it was an excuse though mm-hmm. yeah you know don't get me wrong it was easier because when i'm actually getting sober all people remember me is those years of me not being there me years of them years of me not uh ripping them off everything you know just a mental and physical and spiritual torture i gave like my own family mm-hmm. and then for me to be like i'm sober like a year now and i'm going up to them And saying, hey, I'm sorry, you know, what can I do to make this right with you guys? You know, they're happy because they see a different person standing in front of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it is like it does it does kind of relieve what I actually did. But at the same time, they're seeing a totally different human being than what was when I was drinking and getting high because I was manipulative. I was an asshole. I did whatever I had to do to get my next drunk or high. And now they're seeing a person that's like, hey, I'm sorry. What can I do to make it right? You know, I want to be your son again. You know, I want to be your brother again. You know, mm-hmm. let me back into your life.
2: So a question then for you know, Jeffrey and Donald who have, you know, you know, you know, lived that life and then live in that sober life now. Do you think that those relationships with people that have known you in both are more difficult or easier than relationships that like you have with me where i've only known you both as sober individuals i have i have no memories to recall of you doing anything bad (laughs) to me whatsoever because you you were never you know you know you were never intoxicated since i've known either one of you so you're saying i'm a good person to you right well,
1: <laughs> you're out on you're out on a little bit of a limb there. I, I'd come back. I'd come back to
2: the safety there a little bit more than that. I wasn't so bold as to say that, but you've definitely never you know wronged me or, or related to anything. So you know, I, you know when I, you know when I, you know if you know if you pulled me and you pulled somebody that's known you for twenty years, you know you would have had. You know, so that 20-year person would know known you during two different times of your life, you know, two different, you know, mindsets and stages. Is the relationship with the 20-year person easier or is the relationship with me easier because I've only known you and your, quote, better self?
5: I, I think it's about the same because, um, like, I can, like, people know me that, like, there's a lot of people that know me when I used to drink. And those people, I don't really hang out with too much today. You know, I still love them. I still care for them. Just that they continue that lifestyle. And I don't really have nothing in common with them anymore. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're still my bros today. You know, I still go up to them, hang out with them. Like, you know, like I'm probably going to go fishing with a couple of them in a couple days. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's some people that I just don't, you know, we don't have that same mentality anymore. You know, I don't get high anymore i don't drink anymore you know but the people that are sober in my life that knew me from then and before i'm really close with okay and i wouldn't call it it easier relationship it was a better relationship than what it was before okay you you know you with you it's an easy relationship with you you know, well, every anybody who interacts
2: with me has got it made, so I, I'm taking a ton of weight yeah. off in most of the relationships with me. I just, I'm a all around fantastic person. So, other than that, the same thing for you, Jeffrey. You feel the same way? Like,
1: uh, it was tough, you know, watching, I guess, We're not even watching because uh, me and Donald are five years apart, so there is that big, I guess, big age difference, you know. I was 10, he was 15 and he moved out of the house by my grandma's and it was I guess, never got to see him at school anyways. so it was a big difference where I really didn't notice. But then I guess as I got older, then I realized like why he never lived with us. you know, it was always like, your brother's in trouble, your brother's doing this, your brother's bad. But then I got all that kickback from his um, mistakes, if you will. So it was always like, Jeffrey, because your brother's going off doing all this, this is what we're going to do to you. So we're going to put more rules on you. You're going to basically, I didn't have an older brother in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the older brother to Lyle and Presley. You know, Donald wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so... When the last straw of before he got, before he took this uh, road, this red road, if you will, you know, if you would have asked me at that time, I would have told him that he could die and I wouldn't care. Because that was our relationship. You know, we had no relationship. I didn't have a brother. All I seen was this guy that was causing me, Lyle, and Presley heartache, and seeing my parents and my grandparents and family members going through all this turmoil because of him. So time went by, and it was always the same thing. I'm gonna get sober. I'm gonna go to treatment. Blah blah blah. Come back uses, you know. It's all I have seen for like the last five years, you know. So when he finally took the, this last stand, you know, to finally commit to it. It was still hard to hang out with them because it was like, to me, I was just like, "Oh shit," and you know, my brother's a big old drug addict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it wasn't I? Never glorified it, you know. I never, never wanted to go down that route. But when I started changing my mind about maybe even thinking about a relationship with him is when he decided to actually take it serious and move away from here from this community to better himself at a different community and happened. I lived in Florida. He moved to Florida and at a halfway house. And that's how we began our relationship when I was 18, 19 years old, you know? So um, it was cool to see him go through that because then he took it serious. You know, that's when you knew, that's when I knew like, i could hang out with him you know my my parents are aren't keeping me away from him <laughs> in a sense you know i could just go out and hang out with them and mm-hmm. it was really weird because i didn't know how to act around him mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because was, you
2: kind of had to get reacquainted
1: <laughs> yeah but then we had to do it like almost like a prison you know i only had i had to drive three hours down south to only visit him for two hours and then i would have to drive three hours back
2: wow conjugal visits <laughs> Almost like oh, yeah. that You know I got yeah. the You know
1: I had to pick him up I had to pick him or up Or just and, the hand on the glass Yeah Yeah <laughs> Yeah <laughs> But a, I mean I, listeners that have like that. <laughs> But at the end of the day You know I'm glad he did what he did Because You know we wouldn't be sitting here Right now Talking about this subject And You know I am very proud of him And uh, You know the relationship is, I believe, is stronger than if we were, like, regular, you know, if he didn't go down that road. Because I've seen what he.
2: Ano- I, maybe another point to my point, though, there. Yeah. You. I mean, you just said in your own words, the relationship is potentially stronger because of this.
1: Well, we had to overcome maybe. a lot of stuff, though, too. You know, if he didn't go down that road, we'd have a relationship like you and I would have. Or even just like me and my brother Lyle have. My brother Lyle's like you. He's never had a drink in his life. You know, and I really, and Lyle's, no offense, Eric, but Lyle's my best friend. (laughs) Me and Lyle do almost everything together from motocross to video to basketball. You know, we have everything in common. I'll fill that what? podcast spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll step in there. You're my best friend. <laughs> yeah, Thank <ain't yeah>. you. <laughs> but you no, know. but I mean.
2: Stephanie, you need a different best friend. Yeah. I'm available. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyone listening, go to uh, unqualifiedminds.com yeah. and drop us a line. Thank <laughs> but
1: you. at the end of the day, um, even, like I said, it's just this bond that me and my brother have now is, you know, is one that. I could have taken it for granted. I could have been like, if I would have wished him dead, you know, he wouldn't be here. I wouldn't know that he'd be such a great uncle. And, you know, you know, one of the people that I go to for most of my questions and problems almost, and, you know, it's a bond that, yeah, started 12 years ago, but it's a bond that even as a kid, I wish I had. And now that I have it, you know, I'm not taking it for granted and I support my brother and everything that he does, but the same goes for you. You know, I consider you a brother, you know, I don't take that for granted. You're sober. I hang out with you, not because you're sober, but we do fucking fun, fun shit together, <laughs> you know? And I guess if we had to glorify one way or another, you know, it's how we deliver everything to to these kids, because The only reason why I tried alcohol was because I heard stories from my dad, these crazy stories that we hear. Oh, yeah, I blacked out. X happened. This blah, 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 this happened. But you and I, you know, we could tell our stories and be like, yeah, we went pontooning and I flipped you nine feet in the air on the tube. You know, we we don't, you know, we tell that stories to our nephews, to our friends and everything, and they want to come on the boat. And all of a sudden, you guys. Oh, you guys are doing the. Well, yeah, man, this is what our fun is. You know, we don't have to go to the bar. We don't have to drink to have fun.
3: Right? Why go to the bar when you can set an <laughs> apple <laughs> on Jeffrey's head and Eric shoots it oh. off with a
1: with an arrow yeah, with exactly. a tip removed? You don't have to be dumb to do stupid shit like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do,
3: you don't have to be intoxicated or under the influence to um, almost kill
0: yourselves or. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But it's just like how we deliver everything in my eyes. Like you say that, oh, I've been sober for 31 years and I want to know what it feels like to be Donald. You know, you don't know what Donald's been through. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you see him having fun at the bar. You see him have fun everywhere else. But at the end of the day, he's mourning a loss of his cousin. And he's trying to get over it, but he's drinking instead. And then. You know, you see me who's drinking and I'm drinking because my brother's drunk (laughs) and all the stuff that he's put me through. And then you see Stephanie drinking, but Stephanie is going through school and has all these exams and everything and she's just stressed out. You know, but at the end of the day, you see us and we're just not living a bad life or anything, but it's just you see us having fun but depressed. You know, Mm -hmm. that depressant. Mm -hmm. You know, but when we see you maybe that's what we want to be because even though you show your you may not show your feelings or whatever but at the end of the day you know you're (laughs) it's like this is who you are you're you know you're a fun guy you're an asshole you're you know you're you're awesome to be around with you're a good friend you know all this other stuff you're Funny, you know, and then. The floor is yours. Keep going. Yeah. So, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but no, no one's going to interrupt you here. <laughs> but you I'm just fo- saying that we don't tell kids, like, all these good stuff, you know. You could tell, Donna could say his story, and then all of a sudden it stops about when he gets sober. He doesn't tell you that he's been across America on his, on his bike. He doesn't tell you that he does a crazy horse. Bike ride in South Dakota. He doesn't tell you that he's going for his PhD. And and, were you going for your PhD again?
5: Indigenous education.
1: Yes, Indigenous education. He's going to be a fucking doctor. You know, you're smart. (laughs) You know, like, and then me, I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) Guy that just quit his job to (laughs) pursue my dream. There you go. And I wasn't drunk to do that, but. But I want to have cool stories about it, whether it's a failure or a success. Yeah. What do you think about,
2: like, the, you know, the friend component? Donald kind of touched on it a little bit. Like, you know, it's like you had that life, and now you got some different friends. Um, like, what, you know, Stephanie, do you feel like, do you adjust your, like, phone call to the friend based on, you know, what the activity is? Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, this is, like, more of a sober type of event. I'm going to call Mm -hmm. these people, you know, or this is a, you know, this is a, I'm going to get wild tonight kind of thing. I'm going to call these people because, you know, they're into that.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Donald talked a little bit earlier about how some of those friends he doesn't um, keep in touch with so much, not because he doesn't like those people, but because they don't have anything in common anymore. And it's just, it's crazy to me how literally, like, just stopping drinking one thing can adjust your whole friend group, right? Like what if I just stopped drinking Pepsi and everybody was like, Oh, we don't have anything in common because it don't drink Pepsi. You know, but it's so (laughs) real because like, I'm, I feel the same way. You know, there's, there's a handful of friends from undergrad that I wasn't invited to their wedding. I wasn't, um, because like I wasn't invited to their wedding. I wasn't invited to their bridal showers. I haven't been, I haven't seen them on birthdays. I haven't called them. I'm not friends with them on social media anymore just because they wanted to stay in the bar every single night, and I kind of started to reel it in towards the end of undergrad. Like, there's tons of people who I don't talk to, not because I don't like those people or care about those people, but exactly what Donald said. Like, we don't have anything in common anymore. And I have, like, a home pod of, like, three or four friends who all drink um, kind of at, like, varying degrees. We have one who's, like, way, like, balls to the wall, drunk all the time. We have one that... um, Two that are actually kind of right around the same um, same level as me, like drink on the weekend or drink every other weekend or at family functions or whatever it is we're doing, um, have a drink here or there. And then there's one friend who like never ever drinks and then when she does, she just goes really hard a couple times a year. So like we have like the friend group I have now is like my little home pod and it's like we have so much more in common that I haven't like branched away from those friendships whereas the friendships I made in undergrad they were kind of based solely around this like environment of partying and this atmosphere of just like going out all the time that they I don't think that they were real connections and so that kind of begs a deeper question like are the relationships that we form while we're under the influence or just in that um in that stage of our life are they as real as other connections
2: what do you, I mean, I definitely can't speak on this topic. So Donald, what do you, I mean, what do you think about those relationships? I mean, did the, did, was it, I, I know I can tell you from watching, you know, I've definitely been around various groups of people from an early age in my life, you know, um, alcohol, drug users, etc. And it certainly seems incredibly easy to create friendships <laughs> based around that mm-hmm. because, I mean, literally, like, the whole act of, like, using is almost designed as a friendship creation machine because very rarely are people just using alone, you know what I mean? Especially with certain drugs, alcohol, marijuana specifically, that was more of a group activity, round circle kind of thing versus, like, you know, you know, at least in my experience, the people I'm familiar with are, you know, not the, you know, I'm drinking alone to just be drunk and then staying alone. You know, it's it seems like a, you know, like a friend creation machine almost by design. It's like mm-hmm. set up in a way to build relationships. And Did you feel that was the same way? Was it very easy for you to make friends because you were like, hey, I'm going to do, you know, oh, you're drinking Jack. I'm drinking Jack. <laughs> we're friends now.
5: Yeah. I mean, you have something in common. Mm-hmm. Who do you, who do you call when you want to go on a bike ride?
2: Me, I'll call Hillionaire, Jeffrey, Jordan, uh, Jonathan, Jacob. You got a little whole little bike. Game. I got a list of like 10 people that would bike. Why not me? Because you just bought your bike and you still haven't used it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, waste. Still that's friends, a though, right? waste of my minutes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, throw it out there. Yeah. I think you'd be in the group text. Yeah. But you.
5: I'm not, right?
2: You are in the group text, are you not? No, I'm not. Well, we'll get you at it. We'll
6: write that <laughs> but one. no, this is
5: my point is that you know who to contact for certain things. Those are your friends no matter what. Mm-hmm. Same thing with drinking. I found people that drink like me. You know, I wouldn't drink with Stephanie because she wouldn't want to get as drunk as I did. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I would just probably talk shit to her anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then lightweight. And yeah. the same thing with today. You know, I got a bunch of friends. I'm not going to call Jeffrey when I want to go on a motorcycle ride. I'm not gonna call you. You guys are still my friends. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna call you because you guys just aren't into that kind of stuff. I'm gonna call mm-hmm. my dad. I'm gonna uh, you know call these certain people. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when I wanna talk about wrestling. I'm not gonna call you guys up. But if I wanna talk about just just shoot the shit, play pickleball or mm-hmm. or ask questions or you know, go on a lake or something like that. I'm gonna call you guys because that's what we all have in common. That makes sense.
2: Like, right? it kind of fosters that relationship right from the get go, though, right? Yeah. It's like I'm in the bar, you're in the bar. Therefore, I know we have that in common, and you could spark up a conversation. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, I'm on the water on a boat, you're on the water on the boat, but we can't spark up a conversation because yeah. we're not. Because <laughs> you know, if I pull up my boat. Next to your boat on the water, and started chatting you up. You'd be like, "What's a serial killer want to do here? What's <laughs> going on? What's going on here?" You know, that's not something that's done. But if I, you know, came and sat down next to you at the bar with a full, you know, with a bunch of open seats, started chatting you up, mm-hmm. that culture says that's okay.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do it. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I still do it. Like motorcycles, pull off on side road. Motorcycle comes up, just sit there and talk to them
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: You know. May not have like nothing in common, but you know we got that. More like, oh hey, right. where are you going and everything. Like when I'm on my boat fishing, boaters like, oh hey, you catch anything? Don't know who they are, but it's like, no, I'm like, you catch anything? And like, mm-hmm. oh good luck, mm-hmm. you know. And then they're like, we'll let you know if we catch anything, and we'll we'll call, we'll come and tell you where we're because. Yeah. So we have that common bond right there, you, you know. Yep. I don't know if we're gonna be friends, you know. I don't know if I'll see them, but I've there have been times where. In those kind of situations where down the line, I bump into them and get him like, oh, I remember you. I met you on that motorcycle ride. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, come sit with me if I'm having coffee or not. Like, and then, you know, that friendship starts. Yep. Yeah, that's and, a good point. Yeah. You know, same thing with at the bar. You know, I may not like this person way at the end of the bar for some odd reason. You, you know, I don't know why, but person right there like, oh, hey, what's going on? You know, it's just that relationship.
3: Well, for, yeah. For just one second, you're all part of like the same community. And mm-hmm. that like is like the drinking community and.
2: And it's identifiable. Yeah. Right. Yes, like if, yeah. if you're part right. of the sober right. yes. community, I can't identify you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like if you're stumbling <laughs> through Walmart getting your groceries I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm an alcoholic, yeah. I'm like, Hey, what's up, yeah. man? I'm like, yeah. hey, you need let's some help? <laughs> g- let's le- leave this card here. Let's go grab another drink. Yeah. Right. It's like very easy. But if you're, you know, going through a your life sober, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't make that automatic connection with you because it's not, it's not identifiable, right?
1: Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going from I need to hang out with you because you're sober. I mean, Jonathan, I believe drinks. Um, Jacob drinks. Um, Helena drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess it's just like. We're putting into categories almost. Like, I
3: think all we I think what we're actually saying is that like it's just easier to make friends with people in your same reality or your same community. Like you drink, I drink. You like motorcycles, I like motorcycles. Yeah. I like downhill skiing, you like downhill skiing. So like, I mean, that's human nature because we don't yeah. like change. But I, I honestly think that like just kind of harking back to what Eric originally said about um, drinking and using they are c- like communal activities you know like i mean you don't have to have pals to go downhill skiing or golfing or whatever because you're you're per- you fulfill everything you need to just by going by yourself you know it's your score it's one thing but usually generally people don't sit and drink by themselves for fun or don't sit and smoke pot by themselves for fun you know like i mean for fun like to to kind of generate these relationships it has to be
2: mm-hmm well and it's like it, communal and it just that just that identifier right to say like oh like uh, i can identify this person you know it's like you know who else struggles with that right like you know serial mm-hmm. killers probably you know it's like if i like to hack people up in my garage <laughs> <laughs> how True. do i identify True. that to the right. you know the regular person walk down so like and that's where I, you know, I mm-hmm. sympathize with serial killers in that aspect.
5: But You can go on Reddit and <laughs> find a group there. There you go. <laughs> there you go, there you go. But I mean, even <laughs> at the same time, it's like, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I feel a lot more comfortable around knowing that people don't have an issue with alcohol and that don't drink. You know, I won't go to like people that I'm friends with. I probably won't go to their house because I try to keep myself out of certain situations that could happen. Uh And that's my personal decision to do that. I do it.
2: I know what you mean. I kind of know where you're coming from. I do a similar thing where I like, I just stay away from redheads completely. (laughs) I don't want to be around those types of individuals. So it's like, yeah, you know, they make me feel that kind of way.
5: And the same thing with going to the bar. Like, you know, I've had my phases where I've, went into the bar sober but at the same time it's you know i know that what the possibilities are if i walk into that bar i know that a fight could happen something could happen there's nobody to blame but myself once whatever comes out of that situation i'd rather not put myself in that situation Mm -hmm. and you know if you guys want to go to bar you know go ahead and you guys wouldn't judge me for not wanting to go to the bar either. That's the reciprocal relationship yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Why I would hang out with you guys. Because if I chose not to do anything, you guys wouldn't judge me no, and not use to, it on me. But you, guys, you know you yeah. know, yeah. On my social media. <laughs> yeah, we, we would talk shit. I just wouldn't tag, like, tag you. Yeah, we would talk <laughs> shit to each other. Like, yeah. oh, well, you know, like, and all that. But, you know, I know at the end of the day, it's not going to affect our relationship yeah. to Where. You guys are going to like, oh, yeah. you know, screw off. This guy don't like to have fun because he didn't want to go and walk in the bar with me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Well, I think we had a really good discussion today. And honestly, like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I still think, uh, you know, based off what everybody is saying, I, you know, I think it kind of is a little bit up to the person a little bit. You know, to kind of say, like, I'm living my best life and my best life is being a heroin addict. <laughs> that's if somebody wants to say that I, as far as i'm concerned i'm comfortable with them saying that like if if they can honestly say that then
5: say it but i want to hear you say that you're living your best life the way you're living right now
2: i can't say that i don't know that i don't think uh I, you know it's like the you know the heroin addict who says i'm living my best life being a heroin addict is it a better position in their life than I am right now? Because I don't, I'm not sure. Do you, you know? feel
3: like you're unqualified to say that because you haven't lived any other life?
2: Oh, nice callback to the
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> thank
2: you. Yeah, thank She's a <laughs> yeah. you know.
1: There's a reason yeah. these guests are in audience. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that you have right now because you don't know. And as Stephanie said you are unqualified
2: to yeah i think that's you know that's part of the it's like the argument it's like a, it's like i think the people that would be more qualified would be those people that have lived a life like donald or jeffrey
3: yeah i think so too cuz right We're, now you're basically like the old white guy who lives next door who says i hate black people but has never met a black person
2: exactly yeah it's you know? like you you're walking the middle of like the bell curve yep. you know on normal these guys used to be on the far end of the bell curve and come uh, to the other side of the, you know, line. I've only been on the one side of the line, right? Like, yeah. like you're over where I am now, but you used to be on the very opposite end of the spectrum, right? Like,
5: no, I think that's where we're, where, where you're trying to put it. It's like this and like this, yeah. your life is your life. You, you know what I mean? It's like, you're kind of envious of my life. I'm envious of your life. There's people that are envious of your life too.
1: Not me. You you know. Well, right. Because I mean, a lot of people (laughs) like
3: once they've had the taste of whatever is their kryptonite per se, they wish that they had never tried it. Yeah. Ever. Yes. You know. Like I mean, you people who are really addicted to coke, right? They do coke until like one time, and then either it kills them or they spend their entire life wishing that they never tried coke because they love it so much and they and they don't want to live without it. You know. But
2: there's and then but then there's also people that love coke and are fine. And
5: they're living a great life. But you're making that assumption that they are.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm making that. Uh, I'm uh, on a limb there like a <laughs> yeah. little bit making that <laughs> yeah. assumption. But I'm I'm certain we could find people that are, you know, you know, there's like, you know, a lot of times you'll see like, you know, that like uh, after somebody passed away or whatever, it'd be like, uh, or they're not around anymore. And it's like, you know, the, the drugs ruin their life or whatever. It's like, well. I think I personally know some people that use drugs, but I definitely wouldn't say they've ruined their life in any capacity. They have jobs, well paid, you know, they have children, seem to be good parents.
3: Well, and then you have people too Get totally that, high. That they pass away from something not drug related. And they were known as a party animal, and everybody said they lived life to the fullest. They lived their best life. They were so fun to be around. You know, what I mean, so there's there's that scenario too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what what is the middle ground? You know, like
2: you I don't think then, there is honestly. Yeah, so, I think it you, always. I mean, the- if I pass away though, and you're given the eulogy, you're like, well, he lived life to the minimalist. <laughs> uh, but, you know he he, he was stri- the
5: epitome yeah. of mediocrity he, he, strived, he
2: strived for the bare minimum yeah. in any, uh, any uh, scenario
5: no honestly if it was like me like giving a speech about you it, it would be honestly a speech that man you know I i wish i would have known the life that eric lived because he didn't go through a lot of the hardships i did you know, he didn't have to, he doesn't have the record I do. He don't have to work as hard as I do because of the choices I made of what drugs and alcohol were involved in my life. You know, going to a job interview, not even getting a job interview because, because all they do is take one look at my record, uh-huh. you, you know, where you, you got a good chance. You, you know, I envy people like that. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like, it's your life. And, you know, I'm grateful for my life, though. That's the thing is like where I want to be like you. That's when I have to start worrying because I have to start being grateful for the life that I I have right now. Yes. You know, I appreciate everything. There is no line that, oh, you live this way or you live this way. This is everybody's life is all over the place. There's stuff that you're going to go through that I'll never go through. And there's going to be stuff you know, vice versa. Same thing with Stephanie. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to wish for some things that Stephanie goes through. Why is it just alcohol
1: and drinking? Mm -hmm. You know, could be sexual abuse or...
5: Yeah, like, oh, I wish that I was sexual abuse. You know, or I yeah. <laughs> physical abuse. Yeah. Donald went through it yeah. and he seems like he's having Yeah, yeah. He just got yeah. his ass walked. He looks happy right now.
3: Yeah. If only I was raped, everything yeah.
5: would be so much yeah, better. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the title of my new album my new memoir is coming out. <laughs> so it's 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 all that like why is it why do why do like your your question here why what's the obsession with just alcohol and drugs?
2: It's just the perceived lifestyle like from a third party like yeah. I'm watching that watching like their like their interaction and their their you know them living that life in that moment and uh you know like it's almost like I'm sitting in like their you know, if they were to have like an out of body experience and watch themselves. Like I'm in that scenario for them. I'm, yeah. I'm them watching themselves thinking they look a like damn they're good having time. Fun, Like yeah. keep on, <laughs> yeah. keep on. And then, you know, they wake up in a pool of vomit and I'm not there for that. So, you know what I mean? It's all like, you know, other side of the fence. Grass is always greener type yeah. scenario. You know what I mean? I see them in the moment or whatever, because I'm rarely seeing the person like out in the, alley behind the bar you know puking or whatever and going is that the right life for me or <laughs> what they're leaving at home or what but, they're not doing at home yeah. you know, all that yeah when they go stuff. home and you exactly. know, beat on the dog mm-hmm. afterwards <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't see that part of it but i see them in the bar dancing and grooving yeah. and smiling and uh, you know that all looks nice but so that's where it came from you know and i appreciate um, and I know I speak for Jeffrey too when I say that uh, we appreciate <laughs> the guests that are in uh, attendance today. I mean, yes. I, honestly, it was a really good discussion, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Really good. Really so good. much for
5: 15 minutes, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. This ran a little long, and um, <laughs> if you're still still here listening, uh, we'd like you to email us. You know, What do you think about our discussion? You know, our if you have other topics in the near future or who would you want on and all this other stuff at unqualified minds at gmail.com. But, you know, stay tuned, you know, follow us, look at our website at unqualified com. And, uh, yeah, again, thanks, Stephanie, Donald, you know, my, Thank you, guys. you know, thanks for coming in and, and doing this hard topic. Cause, at the end of the day, we didn't come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Eric's mm-hmm. obsession. Yeah, which reminds me,
2: <laughs> today's podcast sponsored by Svetka Vodka. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, all right. Peace. I'm
0: tired of being what you want me to be.